0: hello i'm violinist and composer hannah warmer and welcome to my new podcast where i'll be discussing everything violin classical music and film music related plus anything else that pops into my brain so make sure you join me every wednesday hello i'm hannah warmer and welcome to my podcast The Rosin Diaries. Today is episode one of my podcast, my very first podcast, and I'm going to start with something quite controversial. This is the Spitfire Audio Competition, the Westworld Competition. For you guys that don't know too much about this, this was a competition that started during lockdown. It's by the um, The library, Spitfire, Spitfire Audio, creates uh, custom libraries for composers to compose with on their doors such as Cubase. And they teamed up with Westworld, the TV show, and there was a scoring competition. So about this competition. We teamed up with HBO's Westworld to bring you an exclusive competition to download and score a scene from Westworld Season 3, for your chance to win some amazing prizes as well as the opportunity to showcase your work to the best in the business now I know what you're saying why is that controversial <laughs> it doesn't seem very controversial does it and many many people I know um were very interested in this and many people got in touch with me as a film composer and said Hannah have you seen this competition um And by the buzz that was around it I decided not to take part in this competition Because it seemed like it may not be a good idea Um, My reasons were Well number one I was still able to continue some film work In um, lockdown plus other work So I was quite busy to do a competition Which isn't, you know Competitions aren't paid Um, But in addition I felt that It'd be, you know For the amount of work to put in because it is going to be out, it's a very well-known competition, so the work would have to be very, my best work, and, um, I just didn't have the time to do that, in addition of so many people going in for it, and another thing, I started to question the attitudes earlier on, people, not many people know the underbelly of, um, film composing, but, um, it, there's a slight uh, there's an unusual atmosphere in the community this is not all film composers this is not most film composers but there is an underbelly belly of the beast which I didn't realize when I began composing for films but as you mix more and more in the forums and the online stuff there is an underbelly and I just felt that it looked a little unhealthy from the start so I did not get involved in this competition but I did watch the fallout First of all, I'm going to explain the, the the surroundings of this competition. So it was to compose a scene from Westworld. It um, it was quite an unusual scene. This was no reason why I didn't compose um, take part in this competition. I love Ramon Juarez's music, but I wasn't a fan of the music in this scene. But this is what the show creators wanted. Raman Jawadi did a great job of bringing their vision to life. But I didn't get it. Like, I didn't... I wasn't fully on board with the music and the way that scene was uh, played out. So I thought, how can I compose in a way that the show creators would want if I don't get it myself? So I just sat back. But the the judges for the competition were... The, um, JJ Abrams, executive producer... Jo- of the show, Jonathan Nolan, the show creator, Lisa Joy, the show creator, and Raman Juadi himself. So these are top people um, judging. I can't remember what the prizes were. To be honest, it was, it was various uh, things like um, audio stuff that you get, and and your, you, your name gets very well known. Um, Eleven thousand people entered for the competition. It was amazing, and the winner was picked out: David Kudel or Kudel. I'm not sure. And then all hell broke loose. It was crazy. Um, Criticisms, disgusting things being said all over the internet. And this is just not the way that people... Expect professionals to act it's um it's kind of the equivalent of turning up to Oscars perhaps not as big you know being one of the nominees and then the other person wins and throwing a big hissy fit and stamping your feet and throwing yourself down on the floor now again, eleven thousand people entered the competition, I did not see eleven thousand people end like behave in this way, but there is an underbelly, and perhaps we as composers and musicians should really take the personal responsibility to um condemn or stand up to people like that because it it really painted us all in a bad light and many people enter the competition knowing they weren't going to win but to say well this will look really great on my cv you know i've got a really great clip but to be honest most people could now not even use that clip because of the you don't want to be associated with the people who did not win in that competition the, the vicious and nasty comments went beyond. I'll see if I can find a few of them here for you. Some of these comments, I'm trying... A lot have been removed by this point. But I can see a few of these comments, um, and they're along the lines of, the composer has worked with the show creators in the past. He's an industry professional. He's worked on loads of things. It was a setup. His music was amateurish. It sounds like Super Mario Brothers. It sounds like a computer game. Um absolutely non-stop craziness it was all over the place it was vicious it was nasty personal attacks and so much showed that the the poor composer had to come out on twitter um so he wrote when he when he won the competition he wrote So excited, humbled to win the Spitfire Audio Westworld Scoring Competition. So many amazing and varied entries, 11,000 of them. And thank you, Spitfire, um, JJ Abrams, Roman Jawadi, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy. And then he did a link to his YouTube video. Oh, I'm going to look on the YouTube video in a minute for the comments unless they've been disabled. Um, Then because of the he that should have been a great win for him it should be a really wonderful day and instead he had to post this after all of the it's a fix his rubbish comments hello all thanks for all the feedback and to be clear jj abrams has no idea who i am i worked as an assistant sound editor 15 years ago just one of hundreds of crew members behind the scenes assistant sound editors don't work with directors Um, and I'll go into who else had to speak up as well it was it was probably the most embarrassing debacle ever um it it really I'm and I'm kind of pleased that I am not associated with the competition at all I can just act as an innocent bystander to the drama so I just got up um David Cadell sorry um little Megan has just come in to join the podcast hello Megan Everyone, I think a lot of you guys know about my cats. This is Megan here because she loves to hear me talk on a microphone. So I've gone to David Cadell's um, YouTube channel. This is David Cadell who should be so over the moon and happy and joyous because his career is on the up and up thanks to this competition. Um, Matt Vaughan, V O rn two weeks ago we all know hbo wouldn't choose this for the music in westworld i do wholeheartedly feel this was a fluke when looking at the competition at face value if this huge panel thought this score was the oh wait i've got to read more was the best as evidently the score can come off quite cheesy especially with the beginning there was a lot more music that was a lot more realistically fitting for the scene seriously someone with their actual name Um, and YouTube channel and presumably a composer as well, is leaving these sort of comments on this poor guy's YouTube. I do think, however, David won out of creativity and that's what is probably for the best. Um, I think, oh, he prefers David's win to a Hans Zimmer copycat, so that's good. From an outsider who didn't take part, that is someone who took part. I can see, (laughs) we'll keep going anyway, it's more of these comments, but... In fact, someone oh sorry you can probably hear Megan purring here in fact, you can um here's one who just wrote, "You gotta be kidding me seriously and got twenty five thumbs up for that it's there there is since since there's been a big speaking out about the bad behavior of composers, there is a lot more congratulations on here than what I saw originally, <laughs> and we have oh we've got Megan rolling around. This is from John Doe, that's, I think that's shameful. When people leave comments on YouTube, this is clearly another composer, and he started a YouTube channel with another email called John Doe. You know, like, at least own your opinion. So this is what John Doe, in quotation, wrote. So much music has been plagiarized on this. I can't even count them on one hand. Not to mention it is thematically jarring. What a, what an effing joke know shocking so this this went on so this it was unbelievable like how this is it was a competition it wasn't it wasn't even for money it was for sort of acclaim and also for some studio equipment and things like that I believe I didn't enter myself but it, it got so messy that Hans Zimmer himself um, entered the argument see you guys thought it was so boring in the film composer world but it is drama 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 since lockdown um so this is from Hans Zimmer himself there is an unbelievable pool of talent out there that should be given a chance but then I started to read the comments and the bitterness and the bitchiness sorry I'm an bitchiness in most of the responses to the winner in brackets whom I've never met or heard of and I thought why even bother with this lot I know <laughs> but he, you know, he said it as he sees it it was horrible it was a mess it was a massacre so on with Hans Zimmer and I thought oh I've been bothered with the song. they've already lost they think music is a business when it's a passion they forget that putting hours or days in is a luxury you'll never have again when you're on a deadline on a proper job but mostly, it's the lack of respect for someone's moment of joy where they should be celebrated that got me. This is what I agree with. You know, maybe you didn't like his composition. Maybe you did. Maybe you shouldn't even listen to other people's. Maybe they should have just composed their music if they've got the time to do his competition, they haven't got any work on. Go ahead, so it's Sissy leaving the room. You know, just... Why didn't they just compose their piece, hand it into the competition, and get on with their life? So, um that got me so carry on with your uninformed small this is Hans Zimmer so carry on with your uninformed small-minded criticism it's all here now in black and white forever he's right they have ruined their potential careers maybe real careers I don't know I haven't researched these people too much I've just seen their behavior the beauty of the internet and as a reference of how I wouldn't ever want to work with a single one of you I mean that is that is worrying, Hans Zimmer is the king of film music nor you with me, bad fit it doesn't even ever matter how good your music is or how smart you are and since music and filmmaking are inherently collaborative I can't really see how any director will want to deal with that amount of entitlement and hubris so that was Hans Zimmer's stance on the whole thing and that... Ladies and gentlemen, Megan, off offer my laptop, Megan, is why I don't enter competitions or, you know, become a team player. <laughs> I did, I did kind of feel, from the start, there was so much, there was a, a sort of energy about the competition that seemed a little unhealthy, a little bit too competitive. Bearing in mind, we're not going for a two million pound music budget. We, You know, we're not, it's not a huge paying film. It's, it's, it is just a competition, Now, perhaps you could say, but it's a wonderful opportunity. But realistically, we could, if we wanted to, um, score for scenes of films already made all the time. So I don't get why people got so emotional and so invested to a toxic degree in this competition. Um, But I will try and explore it a bit. I mean, what was going on? One thing I can say is that, you know, composing and, and film composing and music in general, it's a, it's a precarious career, there are highs and lows, we're all self-employed, there are, there's, there's times when amazing things happen to you, and, you know, it's like, oh, my life is charmed, and then there's, there's really dull moments, you know, moments where a bit of fear can pick it, like, kick in, when, when is the next job, you know, I'm running out of jobs here, someone send me a job, um or create my own so there is that and perhaps that that creates a neediness or an anxiety within us all and added to that situation um there are less competitions for film composing so perhaps they're not used to dealing with the competitive nature that is music i mean in performing um there is competition all the time from a very young age so perhaps there's less of that there's obviously competition to enter music colleges and things and there is competition in the extent that you compete for work but there's less of these public competitions where you know you can it's very open and we can see the judges and we see the process that's going on and we see each other's work so maybe you know if you're used to Losing jobs and each time, you know getting some jobs losing some jobs, but it's all behind closed doors You know it eats away at your soul, but you can deal with it But to be able to analyze the other people's music maybe um They many of the composers weren't Emotionally equipped for that and they didn't do what I do, which is just don't look <laughs> I I do that all the time. I don't You know, why why? Open yourself up to stuff. You just don't need um so perhaps there's that. In addition to this, the, we it did happen through lockdown. So perhaps normally when you wouldn't look and you'd keep yourself a bit more emotionally stable with lots of things going on in your life, nothing is going on. Perhaps work has stopped for a lot of these people. They're not getting paid to do any composing. They're not allowed, even allowed to leave their house in many occasions. Um, and all they've got is this... Well, one of the biggest things I've got is this composing competition. Perhaps that's what led to this emotional outpouring that turned so toxic. But yeah, please tweet me at Hannah Woolmer or email me assistant at Hannah dot online um, and they will get through to me. And let me know what do you know anything about the West World competition? Do you know anything about what went on there? And David Cudell, I think he's got a really terrific career ahead of him in addition to this we've got the runner-up which is Rachel Hardy um and then Tom Recknell who also the other runs they seem to get off lightly no one seemed to criticize the runners-up it was only the winners Andrew Morgan Smith I think Kasper Stachowiak, and Oleg Troyanovsky, maybe but yeah what should have been a wonderful wonderful competition just turned so negative but i do think it has a lot to do with this lockdown this pandemic what i have noticed i mean a lot there's been a lot of fiery incidents in lockdown um just silly facebook arguments silly online arguments everything means so much more to people than it did before and it's really weird because You'd think things would mean a lot less considering there's a huge global pandemic on, but minor things can create huge arguments. It's like a big tinderbox waiting to explode. I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but um, so I think the world competition is perhaps a, to, a, a sort of example of what was happening socially overall, but... Who knows? I'm not an expert. I just like to give my opinion. That's why it's the Rosin Diaries. I hope you actually like this first episode of it. It's me talking, which is what I do best, apart from playing the violin and writing music, hopefully. Um, Megan, my little Megan, shall I hold her up to the microphone and see if you can hear her purr? Can you hear that? I'm not sure. You're you aren't you? But also I've noticed since we've in the uk here we've started to come out of lockdown not fully but we're around and i've noticed a lot more people acting really unusually um talking to themselves one guy saw you just walking around with a ping pong ball throwing it to himself but um lot of talking to themselves. A lot of people also can't control the volume of their voice. Lucky I've always been like that, not being able to control the volume of my voice. I find people are often talking too quietly or too loud. So there's one guy in a pharmacy, well in the UK we have like pharmacy slash beauty shops. So um, they do the medicine but they also do all our makeup and um wash stuff and everything. And there's a guy and he was having a com was it, well a conversation with anyone around him and um then eventually the cash register but he was so loud you could hear him throughout the whole shop. But I'm not judging him for that because I think we all feel a bit I don't know if it please let me know. Is this the same in every country? Is this a UK thing? Everyone's gone a little bit eccentric, but I think weren't we always a little bit eccentric in the UK. So yeah, maybe it's not so strange. But I would love to know what your thoughts are on that. Okay, we're coming to the end of my first podcast. I'm going to try to keep them between 20 and 30 minutes long. Um, I'd love some ideas of what you'd like me to talk about. Because I can talk about absolutely anything. But I thought I'd start today's podcast with the Westworld debacle. Oh, oh honestly, a lot of these comments have been removed now. But they were shocking at the time. So much so that people had to speak out. I think one thing that's always worth remembering is that... um, You know, well, probably more than one thing because I don't stop talking. But pick your battles is a really, like, important piece of advice. Why? Why do we always have to argue so much about everything? Things that don't matter, you it's nothing wrong with entering any competition or entering the lottery or trying your hardest or anything but why do we have to emotionally invest in every single thing we do it's absolutely exhausting why can't we just do something out of the love of it enjoy doing it and then when it's submitted to the public i.e when i release a track on spotify or we enter it to a competition we just let it go and we realize it's in the public domain and it's not ours anymore and if we can't accept that if we're so fragile that we can't accept it maybe we should just keep it to ourselves keep our artwork keep our poems keep our stories and i think yeah you can't start arguing once you've submitted to the public domain and more importantly the other thing i think to remember is When you're posting as a professional in that industry, I think it's a good idea to stay away from criticism. Even if you didn't enter the competition, even if you feel that you're a bystander, there's a complete difference between people sitting at home and watching the Oscars and going, oh, they shouldn't have won, it should have been them, to people sitting in the room, other actors, and doing it. I mean, we all saw Kanye West and Taylor Swift, and that was not a nice look for Kanye. But on that note, I'm going to leave my podcast here. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed my... Oh, Megan, stop scratching me. My very first podcast. And I'll be, hopefully, releasing one every Wednesday. But I can't guarantee that because you know what I'm like for sticking to a timetable. Oh, gosh, take those claws out. Bye. I'm Hannah Warmer and you've been listening to The Rosin Diaries.